Hello, and welcome to the Post Ride Cafe. I'm Sam. This is Aaron. Welcome to episode 11. Good afternoon, man. I would say not, uh, not the best time, but 11 is my favorite number, just in general. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're an 11s guy. Right. I am. It's a prime number. I, I think I was just always into snakes, and snake eyes is, you know, two ones, and it all just kind of came together for me there. All right. Total unrelated fact to anything. No, and I like on. it. I like it. I was trying to think of what my favorite number was, and I don't know if I have one, but uh, probably seven. Oh, you and everybody else, dude. I'm all right with that. All right. All right. Well, let's get into it. What uh, socials? You're in charge of the socials, man. What, what are they? Uh, they are Post Ride Cafe on Instagram and uh, Post Ride Cafe on Twitter. Cool. Come visit us. Say hello. Uh, looking at some of our stats, I see we are international. We had some viewers from Mexico this week. What, Buenos what? dias. Yeah, I love Mexico, so I don't know. I don't That's know cool. With that, but no, it's kind of neat. You know, all of our downloads have been in the United States. So when I saw it this week that we had some from Mexico, I was like, dude, that's pretty cool, man. It'd be interesting because I think you said there was a few of them. Like if they all came from one person, and then you know, just downloading a few episodes, yeah. or if it was spread out. I don't, I don't think we have that kind of stats, but... No, yeah, we got to kind of branch out on that a little bit. But, you know, truth be told, I uh, downloaded a VPN that was basically... <laughs> and downloaded our show, so that was all. But yeah, uh, seeing some growth here and there, and that's pretty neat, man. I'm excited to see, you know, how it develops. Obviously, it's the world's best time to start a cycling podcast. Yeah. Or anything new, really. True. Always appreciated anyone listening, though. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Um, let's see. So let's get into right into it. That's our Strava stats of the week. Stats. Yeah. Well, I did uh, a couple rides this week. I didn't do too many. Um, you know, some people can't even ride at all. So you know, I'm I'm just happy to be able to be on my bike right now and be outside. But I did about 47 miles and just shy of a thousand feet climbing. Not bad. I hit uh, lower than what I would like to, but you know, same. Uh, just over 100 miles and uh, just under 3,000 feet of climbing. I think I got, I think it was just three days in a row is what I rode. Yeah. Side note, so I was I was kind of tripping out. I was having stuff in my chest and didn't know what was going on. Got to the doctor. Allergies. Yeah. <laughs> really bad allergies. I totally get the Tui thing now. I mean, this was kind of a, a running joke for us for a while when... Sky was getting all those twoies. Yeah. And uh, basically, if you don't know, like that's if you have some medical issue going on, you have to get it written off if to have certain things that are banned otherwise. Yeah. So twoie is a T U E stands for a therapeutic use exemption. Wow. Hey, right off the right off the old memory bank. Pretty nice, man. Yeah. But massive difference. So I, I was on uh, or I'm on like a six day steroid pack. Super Jack now. That makes sense. You were throwing stuff in my house today. I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. Like you were yelling and throwing things. It just didn't make no sense. But basically two days in, huge difference. Like my breathing, just you feel it in your chest. And so I totally get now when they're like, yeah, we really need this or they felt so hampered. Yeah, with allergies. I mean, allergies is a big thing in, in the Peloton. And, and just in general, you know, another side note with this stuff is people who don't watch cycling or or ride bikes or just to, you know, enjoy cycling or whatever, they always make comments about how dirty it is and everyone, Lance and all these dopers and stuff. And it's like, first of all, everyone does it, you know, in other sports, but 
the real thing is like people don't realize is they can't even if they have if they're sick or they have the flu or something and during a race they can't even take like regular over-the-counter drugs because they're banned and so they have to just suffer through whatever it is they have allergies being one of them and so what you see a lot is riders will get some sort of surgery or something in the off season to help alleviate allergies and stuff so you know i know i think bradley wiggins and and a couple, I think Froome even have allergy issues, and so they get these, you know, therapeutic use exemptions and twoies, as we call them. So, did, did yours come in a jiffy bag? Uh, no, I mean it was a regular, just from CVS. It's messed up. Kind of a bummer, but just huge difference, though. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad to hear that. I know you were, you know, concerned about some other things, and so glad to see it was just uh, just regular old allergies, dude. Yep. I mean, I will say it's beautiful out here, this, this flower bloom, but it, it comes with a price. Dude, I, actually, I'm surprised. Like, I think I'd, I always just, I'm a curious person, so I kind of want to go to a doctor and just get, like, a blanket allergy test, you know, where they prick you with, like, 50,000 yeah. things. But I think I mostly have, like, hay allergies. Oh. I think that's mostly what Good thing which you is, have horses. Yes, it's great. She's <laughs> like, hey, can you go feed the horses? I'm like, ah, all right. But I also believe in, like, exposing yourself to things that you're allergic to will help improve them, right? Well, yeah, I'd always heard, like, the local honey, just because you're getting the pollens from that season and the things that are around you. Yeah. I hadn't done this year, so maybe maybe that's part of it. Honey has too many carbs. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I uh, but I just think, like, running away from... Unless it's obviously very severe. Like, I try to not use medicine and just... I wouldn't have, but, but besides, it was more severe than probably I've ever had. Oh, definitely. It, it must weird. have been. Because you and I are those types where we don't really like go to doctors very often or like if we get a little sick, we just deal with it. You know? I couldn't find my doctor. The last time I had been was... Were they on a milk jug? Were they missing? <laughs> it was over two... Well, I didn't know who I had gone to before. Mm. And so it's like right now, especially like if you're a new patient, it's really hard to get in. I don't know why. Yeah. So I was looking around and I finally, finally found who it was. Um... But it had been like over two years since I had been to any doctor and it was just like, I don't know where to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I haven't been to a doctor in years myself. I need to get a checkup, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. What's your well, ride of the week, dude? Ride of the week. Well, uh, it would be today's ride. We did a, most of my miles came from today's ride. We did about 35 miles and we wanted to kind of keep it pretty chill and do a pretty typical route. I just, we didn't, I haven't gone this particular way in a while, so I wanted to go um, so we ended up doing what we refer to as Sonoran, right? It's a road we talked about before. It's pretty flat, has no lights, and it's like seven mile stretch, I think somewhere around there. Something like that. And uh, it's just a lot of time trialists and stuff go up there. It's just a little hilly, not like too crazy, but up and downs, like real, real low gradients, but just open and there's no lights. And so it's a good place to just get some good riding in. So we went there. Yeah, it was fun. It was uh, about 35 miles and. Just nice to be outside, really, is what it, really, what it boils down to. But we kind of had this, you know, normal opening, kind of just hitting it at 18, nothing too crazy. You know, we didn't want to go crazy today and, you know, we'd just kind of keep ourselves in shape but not train, per se. And something always happens where we got to put in a nice train, <laughs> right? So what happened was we were going up this road, Cave Creek, and it has a slight incline the whole way up, like 1% or something. And, you know, it's just good training. And we saw a guy on the other side of the street going down and uh, recognizing he was one of the guys from the shade tree ride that we do. And so after a couple of miles, we ended up at our end point. We turned around and we were like, hey, I wonder if we can catch that dude. And so we just kind of hit it pretty hard. And 
Uh, and it's a slight descent, so you can kind of go a little faster. And I don't know, it was just fun. Like, we started to see him a little bit. I didn't think we'd catch him. I thought he would be going at a good clip, but I think he was just out pretty relaxing. And so we caught him, and what we, well, we didn't catch him, but we thought we were going we to make a right turn soon, and so we thought we were going to miss him. And turned out we were putting in pretty good efforts, and we get to that light that we thought we were turning on, and it was the light right before where we were going to turn, and we're like, oh, yes, we can do this. And so I hit it even harder, and like, I was in the red, man. And by the time we hit that, <laughs> that final right turn, like, he had actually turned there as well and saw us, and so he slowed down a little bit, and we caught up with him and rode the Sonoran with him, and it was pretty fun. Uh, I learned a thing or two about how to do pulls on a group and not pull off so fast. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was fun. I kind of got blew out a little bit at the very end. And, you know, you and him are both like A group riders. And so you guys are a lot better shaped than I am. And so I had know. the intention of hitting it once it got to that like kind of hilly, bumpier level. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's 4% or something, four or five max, and it's short. But after doing, if you put in full effort, through that whole first part, and usually there's some crosswind. Those little hills do, you know, do hurt because I yeah. think we we were going up them like 23, 24, so it's it's gonna hurt at the end of that. Yeah. Well, considering we've both done that ride multiple times on that and done that loop and hit it pretty hard, I uh, even though I got blew out at the last mile and a half, two miles, I still set a PR. So. It was a good day, and it was nice. I, I mean, I had a good time. Like, it's nice to put in those heavy digs, and I'm going to see those results later, you know? Obviously, I blame it on the, um, the yoga I did yesterday. My, my quads <laughs> were a little sore from being in the, that squatting position. Must have been it. Yeah. It was fun. I, I, I enjoyed it, even though it was supposed to be a little more chill. Like, it was good. After that, we chilled, you know? And so I, I, that was my ride of the week, man. What about yeah. you? Uh, mine, I went out earlier. What was it? Oh, yesterday, actually. I went out to Paradise Valley which is kind of my favorite area because there's all these, one, it's beautiful, and two, there's just all these cool climbs. Yeah, I'm really sad I sold my house over there. Uh, me too. <laughs> the place I'm at now is just amazing. I love it here, but yeah, that's the, the one the, thing about that place. The house is like. much better here. The physical location is better there, but, yeah. you know, it's the trade-off. The only thing I miss is the, is the riding. Yeah, but I was just like, I, I, was, I was like, I want to get out and just get to an area that I really enjoy because... I don't know how much riding we can do, and I had not been doing very much riding, and I was like, I just want to kind of go enjoy myself, and especially because it's it's pretty over there, and things are blooming, and now I can ride while things are blooming. So, yeah, I just did some climbing about 1,500 feet, and yeah. hit a few of the ones uh, did ver like a, I guess reverse for us what we normally do, castle, and went up there, and yeah, there was just some people out, and just a nice day. So yeah, I like. No, it looked like a good ride. I mean, it was, you know, obviously it's an area we're familiar with, and it's fun. It's a fun little spot, and I definitely want to start hitting that after work a little bit now that the sun's out. Yeah. Castle Climb is on my agenda for at least a weekly trip. I mean, you can get quick feet there, so. I gonna, I want to hit it, like, I want to do Castle 4, I think, once a week. So the Castle 4 is, it combines two climbs, and you do it. I think it's just twice, but... You do it both ways. I think Yeah, you go, you go through it the, the main way, and then you go back and do it reverse. So you hit those two climbs twice for four climbs, and it's... I mean, those climbs are minimum. I think 56th Street is, what, 11 12% or something? It might touch on, like, 14. And then Castle is almost 20. Yeah, they're... Yeah. yeah. They're not, like, long, but they're short and punchy, and it, they're good. 
They're good. When you put it all together, though, it becomes quite quite a long climb. It's a sapper, especially when you're as fat as me. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a good ride. I'm, uh, I'm just glad to be still riding. Yeah. Which moves us into our topics. I don't know if you've heard of COVID-19, but it is still around. Yeah. Yeah, not to, uh, I don't want to make light of the situation. Obviously, it's affecting different parts of the world differently. And, you know, we hope everyone's staying safe and doing what they have to to follow the rules and be safe and maintain your, you know, it's sort of weird, like, seeing these buzz terms like social distancing and whatever else and, like, talking to my mom on the phone and she was using it. And it's, like, it's so nonchalant to just use these terms now. And, like, everyone knows what they mean. And, like, it's just, I don't know. I find that kind of stuff, how it. I do, not, I do not like those terms at all. Oh, I don't like them either, <laughs> but I like to see... I, I find it interesting how they just sort of become part of the nomenclature, and so... Like, yeah, it does it. get picked up, like, instantly. Yeah, so it, I guess we're all watching the same TV these days. There's only one channel. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, no uh, no cycling going on. Everything's been canceled. Uh, Milan San Remo was supposed to be yesterday, and just... It's kind of sad, you know, it's just... No cycling, no news. Some things you can see is I wanted to talk a little bit about how teams are kind of coping with the, the coronavirus, COVID-19, and how they're just using their time or if they're training or what are they up to, you know? So I kind of was doing a little Googling around and checking up on Twitters and Reddit and everything, and I ran across this. Thomas DeGent posted this uh, video. If you haven't seen it, we'll put it in the show notes, but it was called the Tour de Quarantine, and it was a little video of his backyard of his little kid's GoPro on his helmet, and I don't know how old the kid was. I couldn't see him. And it's awesome. He's probably like seven or eight or whatever, and then the daughter was on her bike, and she's probably five or six or something, you know, maybe four, and they're just going around the backyard, and uh, she's ahead, and she goes around this, like, patio, and then the, his son, like, takes this, like, shortcut, and then he's trying to beat her to the, the corner and just plows into her as they, like, he just plows right into her as they hit that corner, and then, like, they're both laughing and giggling as they make the corner, and it was, like, just a total check into the wall. Like, it was pretty funny, and, I don't know, that was a good video, and it's nice to see that. Yeah, I'd say that's the best. Like, one, just something lighter, but two, he knows how to take a line. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, I mean, just when kids, like, they're playing, and then something happens like that, and they both laugh. Yeah. Like, it's all just fine. Like, no one got upset. Like, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of what you need sometimes. I mean, I already liked Thomas again. Now it's just more reasons to like the dude. So, yeah, another thing I saw was Oliver Nason did this crazy ride around Belgium. He did it at 365 kilometers. So Insane. That's a lot of riding. That's probably the longest ride he's probably ever done. And I'm pulling up the quick numbers here about 227 28 miles Jeez, yeah pretty nuts i was like i backed out of my 129 mile ride that was supposed to happen and i was like true that's true yeah that got canceled i mean no surprise right uh it's too risky for places to put on any events and also just the respecting the safety of everyone else you know it was too risky for me just i didn't know what i was going to get into and it was supposed to have an aid station and I was just like, that long, it, the road itself isn't very good if you're riding it alone. So I was like, if I have to turn around and where am I going to get water? All that stuff, I was just not worth it. I yeah. just, like I said, I went out to have a really enjoyable few rides, and, and that's what I did. Yeah. Well, a couple other things I found to be interesting. It's nice to see like teams and, and trying different ideas, right? So 
Garmin and RCS ended up putting on a, a virtual Milan San Remo. They did like the last 57, 58 kilometers on um, of the on Zwift or something. And so Nibley was there and a couple other ex-pros and other pros, current pros were just there. I don't even know who won, it doesn't matter, but it was just cool to see them putting on events. I think like 4,000 people, you know, over 4,000 participated. So it's just kind of neat, it's a community thing. I mean, I think teams would be better off as an idea of just hosting these types of races in general on training weekends or something. If it's raining, you can put on some Zwift ride and a bunch of people can join. I think there's a an amount of like, community building that you can do with that. Yeah, I would say, I mean, because there's always, the issue, not to get super off topic, but is keeping kind of cycling alive and growing the sport. And if that's what can work to grow the sport, yeah. then just putting in those few things where people can feel like they're, you know, connecting with riders and teams and you're a part of that, why not? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we both hate Zwift. Like, I've tried it. It's fine. You know, like, we just both hate... It's nothing against like Zwift. A, yeah, I don't like being on a trainer. Yes, yeah, I just can't stand it. I mean, we also live in a place that has... You can ride every day of the year. So there's Pretty that. Much. But, yeah. you know, I've never lived in a place where I, it was too snowy or too whatever. I know? have. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. And even then, you didn't have a trainer. No. Yeah. I just did other stuff. Yeah. So I, I just... I've done trainer stuff. Maybe I just have shitty trainers, but I think they're all suffer from the same thing. It's just, it's just not fun. Yeah. Speaking of other things and what we got going on and how to keep in shape, we were kind of tackling, you know, what you can do outside of cycling and what are important exercises. And yeah. we were kind of, kind of cover up a few of that, those kinds of things. And this week we were going to look at core strength and, and core workouts. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously everyone wants abs, right? And, and we were talking about maybe starting up our little personal uh, who's going to get abs first game. <laughs> the competition is back on. I'm All right. calling it official. All right. Well, last time I'm we close. had this competition, none of us got abs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so neither of us got abs that time, and I, uh, I'm going to go ahead and predict it. Neither of us are going to get abs in 2020. But you're on. All right. All right, cool. Uh, so, yeah, why does core strength matter, you know, besides just the, the sexy abs? Like, you know, it's one of those things where it's – Core and stretching and yoga or those types of things are kind of thought of last. You know, they're not, you know, big arms or big chest or, you know, whatever. Like when you go to the gym, it's like, you know, I try to think of things as an entire body thing, but I still don't really keep up on my core, right? So it's something I've been wanting to work on this year and I've definitely noticed it. And, and why does it matter is because for me, what I notice is as I try to increase the length of my rides or time in the saddle or whatever, um, you just start noticing fatigue set in, and the first thing to go is your core, and then I start putting more pressure on the saddle, and I start getting you know sore in the legs and, and the you know saddle area or whatever. So that's, for me, one of the main things, and also power transfer you were talking about, power yeah. transfer on climbing, right? Yeah, I think the big thing, I kind of, you were talking is form and when you have proper form i think a lot of it starts from the core i was checking out a, a pretty good article on just workouts and they were hitting a few of the topics about that and they were saying you know a six pack doesn't necessarily translate or not tra having a six pack doesn't translate and not to having a strong core and sure and the main thing is that power transfer to the upper and the lower body 
and that you're not rocking around on the bike and wasting energy. That's mm -hmm. always the big thing in cycling is don't waste energy. So what you're saying is if Aru had better core strength, he could win everything. I don't know. See, that's the weird thing is because you see some of these guys and they have like Richie Porch and um, Dan Martin. They're all over the bike on there. And sometimes it's just their upper body and how that's moving around. But it's, it's interesting. Like, I wonder how, I mean, they're professionals and they're almost the very best. So I'm sure they have that, but it's like, could it be better? Sure. Um, but yeah, it's just an interesting thing. And, and I personally love to climb. So I noticed that when you're stable on a climb, you, you don't have to get out of the saddle as much. And I think then you can start to focus on other things. You can focus on your breathing. You can focus on not putting too much pressure on your arms, which yeah. all of that. That's huge. Yeah, because then you're, you're not fatiguing another part of your body. And, and all of that comes from a strong core. Well, what happens, right? If you start falling apart in one spot, then you overcompensate in another. And exactly. so, you know, it goes back to my topic of having the complete body, right? Thinking about your body as an entire unit, not just arms or legs or core or, you know, calves or, you know, whatever. So, um, but I think the biggest spot that people really just don't have is core in general, at least you lower back pain and things. And so I, I think it's just important. And then I, you know, just don't put enough effort into it. Yeah. So I, I'll have in the show notes, just a, an article that I had seen that was pretty good. And a couple exercises that I like myself are kind of a modified version on, on here. They call it a mountain climber or a bird dog. It's basically you can either start from a core position or, or a plank position or kind of a downward dog and bring your knee to your chest or bring your knee to your outside elbow mm -hmm. and hold it there for, say, 10 seconds and just and then pull that back. I think the key to a lot of that stuff is just slow and breathing and so you so you're really feeling all of that as you're as you're doing it and the same thing like with a a leg raise it's not about you know how quickly you could put it up or down or how many you do you could do four yeah if you're going and it takes you 10 seconds to to lower your legs that's where you're going to feel it yeah um so no, yeah definitely. that's a good article on instagram i always see uh kate courtney or Kate plus fate, she always is doing super interesting workouts that yeah. I think are different. And so they're hitting a lot of core stuff, but she's on using a medicine ball and is on different pieces of equipment and just yeah. non-traditional kind of things that sure. I think is I'm Well, sure I think helpful. it's multifaceted, right? It's not just medicine ball work. She's on a regular exercise ball and it's stabilization and yeah. also core. You know, so it's like you're working multiple angles at the same time and, you know, hey, I've always been tripped up on the idea of being efficient and doing things the fastest or whatever. And I've transitioned a little bit to like, this may be less effective, but it keeps me doing it. So in the long run, it's actually more effective. Because sure, yeah. if I do only efficient things and I just stop doing them because I don't enjoy them, like how efficient is that, you know? Yeah, or just getting into a rut of, I like this one exercise. And so I'm going to keep doing that. Like you yeah. need the variation and yep. if you can combine them even better, sure. but just having that variation and consistency, I think is a big thing. Yeah. Well, that's a topic called what muscle confusion. 
So you, as a human, you know, you adapt to things, your body adapts way better than you ever do. And so it recognizes when you're doing something and then it, if you do the same exercise every week, it builds up enough muscle to do it and then it doesn't do anything else, you know, and it, it finds the most efficient way of doing it. So having a wide variety of exercises is just generally better. I mean, same thing with food, right? The more varied your food plate is, the better it's going to be for you, generally speaking, you know, and also just opens a variety of doors of flavors, but that's a topic for another day. Maybe next week's topic. Who Maybe, knows? Man. We'll I have love, to figure it out. I love cooking and food, man. That's what, so like one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is just what have we been up to, you know, with the, with everything going on in the world with pandemic and some people are at home, some people aren't, you know, like uh, what else have you been kind of doing, planning ahead or thinking ahead or, you know, what have you been up to? Um, well, I, that gravel race that I was going to do got postponed to September. Yeah. So I got parts for my gravel bike. So my plan is to uh, to build that up the way that, that I want to. It's I'm just basically swapping out some, I had some really old shifter and everything. I'm just going to kind of turn it into a one-by. Uh, I want to paint it. There's some rust on it. Yeah. I was like, it's... You're going to rattle can it, dude? I saw something that they have some, I think it's a... I think it's like squid something bikes. Uh, mm. They're a cyclocross uh, manufacturer, I think. That's why I never heard of them. I mean, they make some cool bikes, sure. but they actually sell paint too. I'm sure you could get paint anywhere, but they had cool colors. I was trying to pick, so Lowe's, I wanted... Home Depot, Sherman Williams. <laughs> There's a few places I can think of off the top of my head that might sell paint. But maybe like an exact, you know, specific color. They have sure. more options. Don't don't ruin my uh, my colors that I want. I'm thinking I want... Metallic dark green is what what I'm kind of leaning towards right now. All right. That's like a hunter green or something. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like a just like close I mean, to I, black, but like when you really look at it and the sun hits it, it's that would be not cool. Black. I mean, ideally something like that or with a little metal flake in it. Yeah. So I don't know if I could do all that with a rattle can. Maybe from my place and not you know your Sherwin Williams over here. Well, that is actually that you just get flakes and after you paint, you just kind of throw it on there. We just glitter bomb glitter bomb it. you glitter bomb <laughs> your bike. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm looking forward to some of the the races and things or that I was potentially going to do or the bigger rides um, getting rescheduled. So that'll be yeah. cool. That'll be um, interesting to see how that plans out. I mean, obviously no one knows how this is going to progress and everyone's hoping for only a few months. And, you know, obviously we know the quarantine time and how it's affecting other countries that have, like China's had it and they've gotten over the hump on it. Italy's hopefully getting close to that, that kind of thing. And so we know the the sort of span that we should be hoping for is a best-case scenario, and I think that's what people are, are definitely optimistic about. So that would put us in the middle of the summer or something. So we're hoping we can get some races coming in the fall. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then hopefully if I can get out in the summer, because it's going to be tough to be here, I can go yeah. back to Boulder. That's so true. at least for a month or two. Yeah. Well. What about you? Me, I've been kind of just hanging around. Uh, I don't know how to properly title my my new property here, a homestead, or I like to call it a compound. But in reality, I don't have enough acreage to have a compound yet. Well, I was like, you didn't let anybody else move in, too, so I don't think you can really call it a compound like that. Well, I'm still developing my like cult-like status. I gotta find yeah. some sort of thing that I can rally people can rally around me for, but. I'm working on that part, but all right. Uh, you know, with this property, one of the things I'm interested in is like gardening and self-reliance and being able to grow my own food. This sort of just hammers it in for me uh, with what's going on with store runs and there's no groceries or whatever. And so, 
Uh, I've kind of just been doing a lot of stuff around the house. So I made, you know, some pickles and I've made a bunch of sauerkraut and I've, I've just been cooking at home and making different things and canning and not really canning, but like pickling and fermenting. I got to try one of those before I go because I forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, you know, kind of hoping you had it before the podcast, but that's fine. We'll, we'll have it. We'll have it after. Yeah. Everyone can look forward to, you know, <laughs> how good was this, you know, homemade pickle. Newsflash, it's not going to be that good. They're half sour, which she prefers and I don't really care for. I, I like full dill, but they're still pretty good. It's, so you're saying it's not the real dill? No, it is not <laughs> the real dill, dude. That's a good one. No, um, it's still better. So I've made pickles a few times and they haven't all quite made it. And this one is probably my best so far. My favorite was the one that was so salty, it just burned your lips. The best. <laughs> you know, people complain I don't put enough salt in stuff. I'm just saying. It's the one time I, I did salt something. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, kind of what I've been doing, just kind of taking care of the house. Unpa We're still unpacking, but I've been just pulling tons of fruit off the tree, and I kind of joked I was going to be on a juice cleanse. Like, realistically, if shit really hit the fan, I at least have oodles and oodles and oodles of grapefruits. So Yeah, I'm coming over here for my, my anti-scurvy. So. Oh, dude, I'm not going to get scurvy at all. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Well... Kind of buttons up this week, you know, we wanted to kind of talk about core and, and everything else since there's not a whole lot going on and we got to kind of find a topic that maybe we can cover next week, maybe cooking or recovery or what we do. To, I think we'll figure out something and yeah. hopefully. I, I think we will be just fine. There's always plenty of things to talk about. So with cycling, it's not just about the, the racing and what the pros are up to. Like as people who just enjoy riding, like we can theory craft on how to be better and, and what we're up to. Maybe it's working, maybe it doesn't work, maybe... Someone listening can tell me, like, hey, you're doing this wrong. Like, you can do this. Like, that's the whole fun of this thing is you're trying to build up a community to help each other. Make better pickles, for sure. Not, none of these happen. Well, that's the most important. That's going to be the number one comment. I hope so. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> yeah. Well, until next week, have a good one. See you.